Having unhappy customers often leads the owner to step in and fix the problem. Now, while some owners can indeed create a customized product or service for their new outside the bullseye customer, they're really making their company reliant on them in the process. And a business reliant on its founder will stall out at a handful of employees when the founder runs out of hours in the day. Chip Schweiger here, and welcome to another edition of Things Entrepreneurs Should Know, the business podcast for entrepreneurs, founders, and business owners who want to build lasting financial value and supercharge the growth of their business. You know, most businesses start small. It's you and maybe a few investors realizing your dream of starting up a new company. And small businesses stay small, either by choice or because they start chasing growth in all the wrong places. So today on the show, let's talk about why your small business is staying small and how you can scale up if that's where you want to hit. We'll touch on the four primary reasons why growth stalls out for so many small businesses and what you can do about it. After the episode, check out the show notes at teskpod.com. Hi, and welcome back. Before we get started, just want to mention something one more time. I've taken the Entrepreneur's Accountant Podcast and the Entrepreneur's Advisor Podcast and packaged them up into this new format. So if you've listened to and enjoyed those episodes before, they're still here. Just go to our website and check out the archives, and they can still be found on your favorite podcast provider. Going forward, you'll get all of these tips and tricks to level up your company right here. So just be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hey, if you've noticed that your small business isn't growing the way that you'd like, or worse, is starting to shrink, it's likely to do with actions that you may have taken to grow, but what you're really doing the opposite. When you strip away all the layers, it really comes down to darts. So imagine a dartboard with a bullseye, and around it is a series of wider and wider circles. The bullseye is where the people, just like you, like to hang out. They're the people or the businesses who seem to feel the problem that your company is set to solve. They're usually your first customers, and they're usually your raving fans. Now, the further you go outside of your bullseye, the less these prospects feel your exact pain. So why do entrepreneurs go outside of their bullseye? Well, when you're self-funded startup, you're scrambling. You're just trying to bootstrap your way to a company. You don't have a lot of money to invest in formal marketing, so you really rely on word of mouth and referrals, which also means you're often talking to people outside of your bullseye. These prospects, they may experience the problem that you're trying to solve, but they are slightly different, and that's why they're not in your bullseye. They like your product or service, but they want a little tweak to it, a customization here or a different version there. And you don't really see the harm in making the change. And so you start to adjust your offering to accommodate the customers outside of your bullseye. Your new, slightly outside of the bullseye customer tells her friends about how great you are and how willing you are to listen to your customers. And she refers a prospect even further outside of your bullseye, who again, 
ask for an additional tweak. Making these changes to your original product or service to accommodate customers outside of your bullseye seems innocent enough at the time, but eventually it undermines your growth. And that's because to grow a business beyond your efforts, you need to hire employees or build technology that can do the work. As humans, we're usually pretty lousy at doing something for the first time, but can master most things with enough repetition. So think about a toddler who's trying to learn how to tie his shoes. The first few attempts are usually pretty rough. It's a new skill and their tiny little hands have never really made those bunny ears before. So you break it down for the child and show them how to master each step. It can take weeks, but eventually they get it. As adults, we don't even really think about tying our shoes. We've mastered the skill by repetition. And the same is true for your employees. They need time to truly master the delivery of your product or service. Now, every time you make a tweak to your new customer outside of the bullseye, it's like changing the instructions on tying your shoelaces. It's disorienting for everyone, and it leads to substandard products or services, which customers receive and they're really less than enthusiastic about. Having unhappy customers often leads the owner to step in and fix the problem. Now, while some owners can indeed create a customized product or service for their new outside the bullseye customer, they're really making their company reliant on them in the process. And a business reliant on its founder will stall out at a handful of employees when the founder runs out of hours in the day. Now, the secret to avoiding this plateau and continuing to grow is to be brutally disciplined in only serving customers inside your bullseye for much longer actually than it feels necessary. When you want to grow, the temptation is to take whatever revenue you can find. But the kind of growth that comes from serving customers outside of your bullseye can be a real dead end. Now, there are a few other reasons why your business growth can stall. Quite frankly, sometimes it's just plain old bad luck of business growth opportunities. Also, sometimes businesses just aren't made to scale up. So when I first started consulting with business owners, many didn't understand this fact. And quite frankly, I probably didn't quite fully appreciate it. A mom and pop business in a little area is never going to be a multi-million dollar business, no matter how hard the CEO works. Either there's not enough customers in that geographic area, or there's too much competition, and the business is so labor-intensive that scaling is virtually impossible. I think the important analogy here is to make sure you aren't trying to win the Super Bowl with a peewee football team. Now, when I say this, sometimes people argue the point. For example, they may tell me they can expand into other areas or maybe they can franchise. Of course, I'm not saying that there aren't many ways to scale a business, but some businesses are simply easier and less risky to scale than others. Another factor we see is boredom. Yep, that's right. It's amazing how many of us get bored. We get bored with our marketing, with our product, and with our niche. Our boredom causes us to cancel marketing take our eye off the main business, and on to some new, exciting start. So they put the business growth on the back burner and try out the latest, shiny new object. Want to sell and jump into a new, exciting niche where every prospect only says yes and sales come easily? I get it. I'm not immune to those feelings either, I can assure you. 
But making changes because we're bored is virtual insanity. If you have an ATM that spits out $100 bills, why in the world would you try to rewire it? This is what people do with their marketing and when they take their focus off the main cash cow business. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say that they're stopping doing what's working because they just want to try something new. And it's just crazy. I think a third reason businesses stall out is because of people. So if you've read a lot of stuff on social media, you'd think that every business is making tons of money overnight, that they just open their doors and crowds are starting to come in. Well, I do know people I could describe that way and who are making a lot of money, they are generally the exception and not the rule. It would be like me pointing to a group of billionaires and selling thousands of products with the premise of just go buy this product and you too can be a billionaire. In almost all businesses, it takes employees or at least outsourced labor to grow. If you stalled, it may be because you need to invest in another employer or two to kickstart the growth. And look, I get it. When you invest in employees, your payroll becomes bloated. Short-term profits go down and it's risky. But guess what? You're a business owner. That's the job. And 99.99% of all businesses need employees to make money. And the fourth reason your growth may be stalling is you're too externally focused. And this one can really take a hold of the best of us. Personally, in my business right now, I'm in the middle of trying to scale up to even higher growth levels and to serve more of you. I'm planning to attend several industry conferences, speaking at workshops, and even considering writing a book. Rolling out a few new services, which is the external stuff, but one of my most interesting things I'm working on is a plan for our prospective client conversion rate. With no increases in the number of opportunities next year, a 10% increase in our conversion could equal an additional $100,000 in annual revenue. And that's an internal number that's worth focusing on. The point here is by just focusing on internal opportunities, we have the potential to add new revenue and cost reductions due to our improved performance, which leads to increased margins. If you're not thinking about ways to work on these internal issues, you're leaving tons of new revenue and profit on the table. Business growth isn't easy, but it can be pretty simple assuming you have opportunity in your current business model. You just have to be willing to invest. Invest in yourself. And hey, congratulations, by the way, on listening to this podcast right now. And invest in your company by hiring the right people, all the while focusing on improving your systems and processes. So if you think too much external focus may be hurting your growth, ask yourself the following questions. Who should I hire right now, right away? What internal challenges could you fix that would drive an increase in profits? Could you maybe do a better job of converting prospects into customers? And maybe how are you and your employee doing on upsells? Really a great opportunity here if you have a retail business or really any kind of service business. I know it's a lot to think about, but if your business growth has stalled or worse, if it started to decline, it's definitely worth considering whether any of these dynamics are at play. We get what we measure in life and in our business. So identifying, addressing, and then measuring progress in any one of these attributes can make the difference between being the entrepreneur that everyone talks about with comments like, they just opened their doors and became a millionaire, and someone who spends time thinking, you know, maybe there's another line of work I should get into. And we don't want that. 
Stick with it. And if things are starting to slow down, don't duck in the corner. Don't get frustrated. Just get busy and identify why you've topped out. And then let's talk about how to fix it. Well, that about wraps up another edition of the Things Entrepreneurs Should Know podcast. Be sure to check out our website at teskpod.com where you can find the show notes and archive of our past episodes and other resources to help grow your business. That's teskpod.com. And if you haven't done so already, I'd really appreciate it if you take one minute to give us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify. It helps out a ton to get this into more entrepreneurs and business owners. And if you've already done that, please consider sharing the show with families and friends who you think might get something out of it. As always, thanks for your support. This is Chip Schwager reminding you that if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. We'll see you next time.